Good evening. Uh, thank you very much for asking me to be of service. Uh, Sue was the one who contacted me. And uh, it's always a privilege to participate in my recovery. And part of it is giving service. <clears throat> uh, I'm in Pacific Time. My number is 818-679-4336. Again, 818-679-4336. Uh, to give you a little bit of background, uh, I came into this program in 1983, March. I don't know the specific date. And uh, I had seven years of abstinence. I came in through the beverage program. Uh, I lost my abstinence, and I had 19 years of relapse. My when I first came in the first time around, I was about 100 pounds overweight, and I lost like 100. I was 225, I think, and I got down to 125 and maintained that. Uh, I got married, had a baby, lost the weight, and. Uh, when my son was about 18 months, I started sliding. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I need you more than you ever need of me. And uh, also I want to tell you that this is my interpretation. I love the big book. Uh, that's, for me, the uh, map to recovery. I don't have a problem identifying you know, taking out the alcohol and putting in the food because I've done everything. I can knock myself out with food, eating enough sugar. Uh, but it's my opinion. And, you know, read the big book, and that's what Bill and Bob had meant for us to follow. Uh, this is the only thing that works for me. I have tried every form. It talks about it in the big book. Every form of diet, I think the only two things I didn't do um, were wire my mouth shut and have a bypass. And I would scoff at the bypass because I just knew that I could eat right through it. And uh, yeah, I did everything else I could think of, uh, every type of diet. But anyways, uh, I don't, I, I had the addiction. Uh, my father was an addict, many, an alcoholic. Most of his side of the family were um, drug problems, drinking problems, obesity, um, gamblers, you know, all the addictions. And um, part of my mom's family was from Germany, and I know they loved to drink beer. My mother's mother never drank, you know, other than maybe a small little can of beer or something. But... She didn't have any of the isms, but I know some of the family members did. So, but that doesn't mean that that's why I inherited it, because I, I believe I was born with it. And for me, um, I've been abstaining now since uh, February 9th, 2009. I came back to the program, and uh, I weighed about 350, 360, I don't know. I couldn't get on, I just could, I would shoot myself rather than get on a scale. I was huge. And if I fell, um, I couldn't get up on my own. <clears throat> I'm five foot eight, and I have a very small bone structure. And that kind of weight just 
you know, I would trip over things and fall and then need help to get up. It was very humbling. It talks about it in the big book, demoralizing, you know, just did behaviors that were demoralizing. And uh, and I couldn't stop eating. Uh, as a child, I restricted. There was a lot of stuff that went on in my family. I would call it abuse. Had, uh, you know, we've been in this time, we would have been probably taken out of the home. Uh, my father pretended to kill himself when I was 13, and I just went hysterical. Uh, they, my parents fought. I, just terrible, terrible. And we lived in a beautiful house. We had horses. It was kind of like the Aussie and the Harriet from the outside. <clears throat> and compared to the rest of the family members, we looked like that. I think of this not too often because I put it in my inventory, but I always thought, you know, I came from a very strange family. I mean, they were odd looking, odd people. <laughs> That's all I can say. And I never, you know, I was part of it, but I didn't want to identify with it. And it, it, it brought me a lot of shame because they were very strange. And uh, my father's mother drank a lot. And I, re I just remember a lot of arguments going on about her behavior and she had financial problems, and I was a very sensitive child, as I think most addicts are. And I have to tell you, I'll keep it to the food, but I probably have every possible addiction there was or is. Many are no longer. I am so grateful. I am happy and peaceful at this point, not perfect life, but I am so grateful for the 12 steps because spiritual malady that I suffer from. No psychiatrist, no doctor, <laughs> no diet can fix it. And I have seen so many people in the rooms, they're agnostic or don't believe in anything other than, you know, science, whatever. I have no judgment because I see them recover. It just can't be me. I can't be the higher power. And I do have a relationship. Um, I, out of three children, I was the only one who went all the way through 12 years of Catholic high school. Um, I paid for the last, from the time I was 15 till I graduated. My mother told me she couldn't afford after the divorce to keep me in school. And um, for some reason, I just felt so connected to the people I needed that base, even though I was wild and crazy. <laughs> um, I needed that consistency. I'm a very I like, well, I think a lot of addicts, we don't want any change, and I just felt that that would be very important. So I worked and went to school, and I almost didn't graduate because my grades tanked. Um, when I was around 12, no, about 11, 10 or 11, um, a friend of mine, uh, she didn't go to my school, but I was friends with her. She lived close. And uh, she went to the diet doctor, and I I asked my mom if I could go, and, and she loved, she had me on diets. She'd love anything to get me on a diet. I was not overweight. Um, up until the age of six, I was very underweight, uh, supposedly very sickly. And then all of a sudden, I found food, and I can remember my first binge uh, at six years old, and it was like, oh you know, that sigh of relief. And uh, I had asked my dad if I could have this certain food. And he said, well, I don't really care, but that's kind of weird, but go ahead. And uh, 
so he let me do it and it was a sigh of relief and I you know I was tall I was very tall in my class and I think the height of my weight when I graduated uh, barely graduated at uh, 17 and was about 145 which is not obese for my height uh, but I always felt obese and that's where my disease resides it resides in my thinking and it didn't help because my mother encouraged that you know she didn't want to see me fat she didn't want me to grow up um, she had her own mental issues and I can see that now um, she passed away a year ago in May and I'm basically relieved that that part of my life is over I'm 73 still working through issues I'm not perfect <laughs> at all but uh, it's a relief and uh, we had an on again and off again relationship throughout the years but you know the last years of her life she had severe dementia and it was very painful to watch uh, so like when I graduated I was like about 145 and it depended where I was in my life either I was very thin or I was overweight and um, I think in my early 20s I probably got close to mm, the high 190s and then I would drop back down to like four, 140s sometimes lower it just depended if I was in a relationship God forbid I would have an ounce of you know overweight any kind of weight and then if we broke up then I could eat again <laughs> so um, my life surrounded food that was and alcohol and drugs and I won't get into it but I was arrested five times I've been in jail um, for narcotics and grand theft auto and I was 18 and my dad tried to get me sober and I thought you know I don't really have a problem look at these old people here so speed up to you know when I came in but I went on all these diets and I can remember uh, I was working in town in Los Angeles and a customer of mine offered to do the protein sparing fast diet well I am the queen of diets I can you know diet forever and then all of a sudden something happens and I can't do it anymore and uh, so I went into that program he paid for it uh, I believe he had ulterior motives but I was very good at it and when I was uh, I got down to about 109 pounds not through their program I dropped off at about 125 and I would just get the the liquid and the vitamins and uh, I believe that reinforced or brought up the anorexia I had before because I battled it for about two years I would binge and starve <clears throat> and I also learned that how to binge when I was young because my mom had me on diets and I was on cleanup crew and uh, I would eat everything and uh, but she'd give me a can of this things if you're from the 50s it's called Metrical and she would feed my brother and sister and give me a can of that so uh, I tried to commit suicide I was about 109 pounds and uh, I was very fragile to say the least and when I ended up at Cedar sinai the doctor told me that I had no body fat left and I was consuming my muscles and you know in my illness you know this is a disease it's not something that you know I, I really can I relate to the fact it's like a kidney disease or cancer or something I am powerless over this disease but I do have 
a way to go to uh, recover. And it does take work and it takes time. And the longer I'm abstinent and sober, the more work I seem to do, but it's with joy. And the deeper it gets. And how good do I want it? The best I can get. So I tried to commit suicide with strychnine and I survived. And I was, and I, all through the years too, I would be going to therapists. I remember one time I wrote why I was there because I eat, my eating is abnormal. I can't seem to stop once I start. I mean, I was a perfect candidate for this program and never came across it till uh, 1983. And, uh, yeah, just all the diets, and uh, then I got married. That was uh, when I was after I recovered from being in the hospital, and then I got on uh, lithium because my husband was, and also I got lots of things from the doctors, the psychiatrists that I was that I was sent to. My mom, I think, felt a lot of guilt, and she made a lot of money, and she would be sending me to these psychiatrists, and I was never honest. Um, I would just, you know, all the fingers pointing out, everybody, you know, taking no responsibility. So uh, fast forward to December 16th, 1982. I had been married a second time. And uh, at that time, my weight was fine, but I was restricting and dieting and uh, got divorced. And in 1982, December 16th, my I called my ex-husband. I had uh, picked up a busboy at the um, restaurant in Beverly Hills where I work near. And uh, on the way home, I was driving him to East L.A. He told me, he looked at me and he said, you know, you're crazy. And I, I just looked at him and I said, I know, <laughs> I know, you know, I can't do anything about it. I just can't. Um, and I went to work. And I went upstairs and I started crying and I called my ex-husband and I said, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't stop crying. He said, you're an alcoholic. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I've been to meetings, you know, with my dad. And I said, no, I'm not. He said, please, just try. Go. I'm sober. And he needed the program also. So he had about eight months. And I went, got sober. I was at a uh, AA meeting and this wonderful woman, this is the part of doing service. You just never know who's going to touch you and, uh, you know, or, or be the messenger. And I went to a meeting and I had white sweatpants on and this woman uh, said, you know, at your weight, you shouldn't really be wearing white sweatpants. Now you got to figure I'm about three months sober. And I, I wasn't offended. I just said, you're probably right. She said, you know, there is a program just like Alcoholics Anonymous that's for food and I think you would really benefit from it and I trusted her um, she had gotten me to a lot of meetings and she gave me great guidance and she wasn't my sponsor Five minute but... warning. oh thank you so much so here I come I came in I went the first meeting I went to uh, was in Glendale California and it was on a Friday night and there are about 200 people they have it in the auditorium. People were on stage and different speakers were talking about the things I used to do, like swear I would never eat this again, binge, throw it in the trash, eat off of other people's plate, diet, 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 you know, just crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I found my people. These are my people. So I abstained for seven years. I had gotten married. I had my son, got divorced. 
um, hadn't been to a meeting in years, stayed sober, had a lot of sober friends, embarrassment about going back after gaining all the weight, feeling guilt, shame. And um, on uh, February 9th, my brother was my Eskimo and he said, how's work? And I was actually working at a place in Pacoima and uh, in a warehouse. <laughs> And he said, um, how's it going? And I said, oh, it's okay. He said, you're so funny. He said, one day it's good, one day it's bad. He said, I don't know where it came from. He said, why don't you go back to Overeaters Anonymous? And I said, oh, yeah, I've been thinking of it. Yeah, for like a long time, I would try to get abstinent and couldn't do it on my own. And I just, you know, just couldn't. It was like the veil was back over my eyes. And I said, yeah, I've been thinking about it. And he said, just go to a meeting. I found a meeting. I went. A woman grabbed me on the way out. She asked me if I was a newcomer. I said no. And uh, she said, here's my number. What's your binge? And I told her. She said, okay, just don't eat that for 30 days, and we'll consider you got 30 days of abstinence. And she looked me directly in the eyes, and she said, somebody's not muted. Um, uh, if you make this a diet, you're never going to keep it. But if you work it as a malady, a spiritual malady, you have a chance. And it talks about it in the AA 12 and 12 on page 114 about uh, putting the cart before the horse. And when I'm having problems, I need more spiritual development, not a new diet. <laughs> I um, So anyways, I ate three meals a day, uh, nothing in between. The weight came off. Uh, I went from 350, 360, I would say approximately, and I wear an 8 or a 10. Um, I go to meetings. I couldn't get on my knees at that time, but I told her, you know, I call it God, that I will be on my knees thanking you for this opportunity. I was 59. I am now 73. Um, I don't have everything I want. I have everything I need. I have peace. I, you know, I pray and meditate every morning. I work with others. I work with a sponsor. I do writing. I do service. I try to stay in the middle of the pack. Um, you know, I have had things recently come up about my childhood, and I'm working through them. And uh, all I can say is nothing works for me. It maybe is not for everyone, but this this way of life, because it is a lifestyle, <laughs> you know, it's not a diet. Um, I just, I have had such relief and uh, I take no medication. I can hike. I can wear the clothes from last year. Uh, most of the time, the obsession is lifted. I can't say it's always lifted, but I know what to do. and. Uh, you know, I'm just so grateful, just so grateful for this 12-step program. As I said before, this is my opinion. This is what works for me. Um, read the big book. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to end there, and I can't wait to hear from all of you. And uh, thank you very much. That's it.